Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome back to Beyond Sunday. Pastor Randy, thanks for jumping in with me again. You're welcome. You ready for a joke? I got two. No, but go ahead. I've got more than two, but I'm just going to give you two. What did the salt say to the rest of the spices in the spice drawer? Oh, wow. Fitting because of Sunday. Hey, I'm with you. I have no idea. Uh, Quit pinching me. Ah, That's good. Just a pinch of salt. And this one's for Jordan, the podcast guy. All right. Okay. Why was Batman feeling salty after his mission? I don't know. Na 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 Batman. You don't get it because na and a is the chemical periodic. That's right. On the table. Yep. Periodic table. Wow, those are great for Matthew five. Yeah, I know. Hey, I'm just trying. I'm doing my my work here. Usually the jokes are disconnected to everything. No, I'm with you. All right, thank you. I did what I could. I didn't like them, but hey, they fit. They do. Um, This is not a joke, but it's a little off topic. Mm -hmm. We were talking about the commentators having a dozen different ways to interpret the uses of salt. Yeah, one guy listed 11. 11, okay. I bet you he didn't have this one, but it's... I think it's valid. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever seen the bug assault guns? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you put table salt into this little gun and it shoots shoots it out mm-hmm. to kill bugs, particularly flies. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, they wouldn't have had that in the ancient world for sure. No, but it's in the, the contemporary <laughs> That's world. Interesting. Austin and I want one because flies keep making their oh, way yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And I think it would make killing them a lot more. So we're going to probably, you know go in together and buy one of these bug assault guns that's good it shoots it out like a shotgun they say it's a pretty fun way to kill a fly that is cool wow yeah you'll be getting you'll be getting letters from PETA (laughs) (laughs) now I don't even think PETA cares if you kill a fly they might they might (laughs) no one's a fan of those things all right all joking aside here we go beyond Sunday beyond Sunday Joking aside. Salt and light. Salt and light. I did disappear for the sermon on Sunday. I know that confused you. I looked all around. I couldn't find you. people. I was doing other ministry things for the people who are concerned out there. Um, All of them. Yeah, I know. All three of them. All three of them. Two of them were my kids. Where where are you going? (laughs) I said, I'll tell you later. All right. Um, So here's a question Mm -hmm. uh, that I've got for you. The The passage itself doesn't flesh this out, but I want to take it just a step further. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your take on when to go from works to words in our evangelism? So um, this paragraph or section, a few mm-hmm. verses, finishes out with verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Jesus you know, his intention here isn't to flesh out evangelism, local evangelism, personal evangelism. Mm-hmm. But uh, in your in your take, yeah, where where do you go? When do you go from works to words? So how important is that? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think the first thing is we all ought to realize that that the works are really effective. That, mm-hmm. Like they, they are so effective that that's what we get in this text. So that should take a little bit of pressure off the person who says, 
you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not super bold in my verbal witness mm -hmm. that that should give a little bit of comfort that that the works that they may see your good works. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, that let's start with that. But then a couple of conversations. So recently, one in the faith family and one that I had this morning, I was telling you about my breakfast time with Tony. Yeah. And so Tony Snyder, my neighbor, works with Global Disciples. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of our some of our faith family encountered them at our own Global Outreach Summit a few years back. And so and then uh, Ron Mumper, uh, Ron's uh, encounter, his evangelistic encounter yeah. uh, that I was telling the church about on Sunday, but also we heard about on Wednesday night. Yeah. So can you uh, give me a snapshot of that? Yeah. So Ron, and by the way, just so you know that that affected a lot of us, you know, there were almost 30 folks that heard that story. Uh, so I had another conversation this morning with another parishioner who did exactly the same thing short of the witness part verbally, but developed a relationship that mm -hmm. started to develop a relationship with someone. And so, again, credit to the stories that we hear, uh, uh, you know, the success stories about uh, people doing this. So two things. OK, so Ron's scenario mm -hmm. where he says he knows that God was speaking to him, saying, uh, I think now's a good time. Take a basket of strawberries, a basket of strawberries that you're working on. Take them to the back neighbor and say, if I want to give you these. If you would just listen to my to my Christian testimony, let me tell you about my faith. Hmm. And so the person goes and gets their spouse mm -hmm. and so forth. So it's just it, it really encouraged us all. We were yeah. we were so. But my point is, though, when you whoever asked that question about what about the, the move from works to word in Ron's case, it was very strategic in the sense that he, he believed God was speaking to him. Mm hmm. So I think that I, I think that it is important if you're trying to make the moves from works, good works, good deeds that could lead to the glory of God. But also, when do you want to put in some words? Mm -hmm. Ask the Lord for guidance. He will give it. Uh, Ron was Ron's statement to us on Wednesday night a week ago was uh, very, very clear from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, my conversation this morning with Tony again, Tony and I were together and we we're talking about our witness in the neighborhood uh, across the street there in the reserve at Union School. And so uh, here, here was another example of, of our discussion getting around the point where we really are trusting the Lord for the right timing, the right open door. And um, so I think that's where I would start. Seek the Lord's guidance for the right time to give a word. And I know uh, Michelle and I experienced this recently, as, as recent as yesterday, actually as last night, uh, uh, a time when we both felt like that was the Lord's timing, mm -hmm. that he opened that door. So uh, that would be my my first place to start, as opposed to trying to give some mathematical formula that you could plug in and say, okay, right. now we're going to go from works to word. I think it's, I think it's much more, um, what would be the word for that? Um, it's much more uh, subjective or feel? Or... Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about much more motivated by life itself and the, the rhythms of life and the, the circumstances of life. And are you in tune with the person and are you in tune with the Lord? And that's where I would go with that. Yeah. And, that, and obviously we're just sort of shooting off the cuff with that, but yeah. I'm glad for the person who's thinking 
it needs to get there, I think that's good. Um, and sometimes God gives you a gift and the person opens the door. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. then, then it's even better. But there is a place to do a Ron Mumper. I think there's a place for that. Yeah. But that was, if you heard Ron, you'd mm-hmm. know that that was a guy who's been seeking the Lord for that person mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I can just see him being sensitive to God's voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Um, like a heavenly heavenly wisdom, a sense of what's going on. Um, so mm-hmm. St. Francis of Assisi, you know that quote, mm-hmm. preach the gospel at all times yeah. when necessary, use words. Yeah. I think that's what he's getting at there. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. So for, for, the, for folks like me, for instance, that were trained, and I mean literally trained, that if you don't speak the word, you're coming up short with evangelism. Yeah. I go to a text like this. And this is why I like reading the Bible together. Mm-hmm. That text means what it means. And so that text is championing uh, the works done by a particular kind of character. And so that's the other thing to remember is that uh, this whole uh, this whole um, salt and light, uh, you know, that they may let your light shine before others is not a verbal testimony. It is a lifestyle testimony, which is built on uh, the foundation of we are salt and light because we have new properties which are described in the Beatitudes. Uh-huh. So we're talking about a radically changed, a kingdom-made citizen, and that's the person whose good works speak volumes. Mm-hmm. So not to downplay words either. I mean, we no. need. Uh, there's other scriptures. Take me to another place in the scriptures, and it's just as powerful that um, the Lord will obviously, uh, they need to hear. Yeah, at the end of the day, they do need to, to probably hear some kind of word and yeah. the yeah. opportunity for yeah. our character to yep. present those opportunities yep. is, is there in that text. Exactly. Um, I think the bottom line is that character is a, a starting point for us. Um, character, and I just keep coming back to this mental image of us walking around in the world with the grocery store mm-hmm. and work, whatever, mm-hmm. and just seeing this, you know, I don't know, this light Aura. just kind of, yeah, just kind of vibrating off of us. I yeah. use that, you know, Beach Boy term, good vibrations, yeah. just yeah. emanating out of us and people picking up on that, you know, through interactions and yeah and things like that. So mm-hmm. character is so important and, and it comes through in that text. Yeah, because this is all, uh, of course, this is Jesus' first teaching recorded in Matthew. And so everybody is encountering him and the transformation that that creates. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, so I want to just continue that thought. I was... Uh, I was doing some reading um, just a little bit ago and came across this parable of sorts of influence. And it was pointing back to two ladies in the 90s, uh, Mother Teresa and Princess Diana. Mm -hmm. So I think if I'm remembering right, 1997, both of them passed away Mm -hmm. within a matter of weeks or months of each other. These two world famous ladies. but just thinking about how they got their influence. And so you take Princess Diana on one hand, and she gets that influence because of a position that she finds herself in. Mm -hmm. And she does a lot of good with that. Um, 
and that celebrity position, if you want to call it a celebrity, yeah. that she found herself mm-hmm. in is not really one that we or most of us have the potential to find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. However, on the flip side of that, thinking about Mother Teresa's life and how she gained her influence, mm-hmm. um, it was not through celebrity. It was through character. Servanthood. Yeah, servanthood, character. And, and I think... The good news for us mm. is remembering that as we're emanating this godly character out and people are picking that up, that's something that is accessible mm-hmm. to all of us yeah. uh, in our own realms and worlds where we have our own influence. And you don't need to be a celebrity. You don't need to have some kind of special status to be able to have an impact on the kingdom. You just need to serve. Right. Have yeah. good, Dis- high character, godly distinct, character. Yeah, distinct Christian character does stand out mm-hmm. in that circle. I don't know when you, uh, I don't know if you were able to listen, catch up to the rest of the service at all. Yeah, I did. But we did talk about, uh, I was trying to help folks think about that circle around them. Mm-hmm. And it, that really did help me to think mm-hmm. that we're moving and we're moving with this, you know, okay, I can touch so-and-so today or, you know, who, who am I in contact with today? So I'm hoping that, you know, beyond Sunday, all of our folks are, are consciously thinking about their presence, their ability to make God visible mm-hmm. for the people around them through the way in which they live. I hope that's true. You know, it, you know Sunday would have been a better time to say it, but this is the, this is the nice thing about other venues. Mm-hmm. And it's the cumulative effect of what, what I'm counting on through the years, not just, oh, that particular sermon, I had to say everything. But you take uh, take our young people in school, for instance, at yeah. a variety of ages and stages of life. Mm-hmm. They have an they have an amazing platform. They do that influence that they have, uh, so that um, you know. Hopefully, the young ones are catching this as much. And I know the parents are responsible too to make sure they ingrain that into their children. But mm-hmm. we've got a lot of young people that have great potential to touch, uh, to be salt and light. Mm-hmm. Because they are Christian people in the in their world, yeah. And so whether it's the you know elementary school all the way up through college, yeah. And I, when I was, and I was looking at all of those faces, yeah. on Sunday morning. And I was just going to add public or private because even yeah. you know even the the kid who goes to the Christian school and if you've been there, oh yeah, you know, oh my, there's plenty of opportunities yeah. to be a witness at a yeah. Christian yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, and I was thinking about. So I'll, I'll boast on Evelyn here for just a second. Oh, good. Um, she's, you know, she's, how old is she? 11 now. And there are younger girls in the church, you know, and I could name a couple, but mm. they look up to her and they're just little, just little ladies, you know, little four-year-olds, Alrighty. five-year-olds, seven-year-olds, whatever. And uh, so there's a couple of them that think she is just like walking on clouds. Really. And she has an opportunity there. Even in that, so if I'm yeah. if I'm Evelyn, I'm asking that question, and I'm answering that question. What are my realms of influence? Yeah, here's an 11 year old yeah. with influence yeah. that she can leverage for the kingdom. Yeah, and then we've got another example you know, without giving out the name, but some of you will know it. But here's you know here's one of our our prominent men in our church, young man with a young family, mm-hmm. and he's mentoring men, young men. And they sport a T-shirt with his, isn't it right? They sport a, a T-shirt with his face on it. Yes. And I forget if it says anything, but yeah, be like. Yeah. So be like this person. So here's a, here's another example of you go from Evelyn, 
-hmm. And then you go up to uh, a young married guy that's doing the same thing, you know, Mm -hmm. creating this, uh, this circle that uh, anybody that's in that circle is catching the sense of the character. You know, Mm -hmm. it's pretty, it's pretty good stuff. Yeah. And those are just two of dozens and dozens of people who are doing it. And and just so, just so you know, I don't don't know if you remember this, but the person that we're talking about Mm -hmm. would say one of the reasons why they landed here at this church is because he saw a difference in the Calvary Bible Church youth that he was in high school with. Hmm. So that that's uh, yeah. that in itself is like wow in high school yeah here's someone saying no these kids were different mm-hmm. so that's salt and light yeah yeah that's really neat yeah. I don't know if I knew that um, so this may or may not be a place to close mm-hmm. um, but I was just writing down some questions mm-hmm. in that vein to ask uh-huh. myself and yeah. to ask and just you know lay in front of everybody sure. here so yeah. the three questions first one's this. Where are your realms of influence, mm-hmm. the spaces and places mm-hmm. that you have sway? Um, mm-hmm. And make a list. Yeah. Uh, home, work, really good. your neighbors, friendships that you have, just people. Yeah. Um, it may not even be an area. It could just be yeah. a person or two. Uh, and who is in those spaces that you are impacting? Mm-hmm. Um you know, in a family, you've got your spouse, your children, mm-hmm. grandchildren, mm-hmm. you know, outside mm-hmm. of your household, mm-hmm. but still, yeah. um, co-workers, your boss, your peers, who's in those spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, kind of the pointed question is, is your character influencing those people and those places for the good of the kingdom? Mm. Is the way that I'm carrying myself yeah. throughout the day in those different places? Yeah. And am I someone who is an attractive, uh, you know, influence for the gospel? Mm-hmm. Am I uh, a pleasing aroma? Am I a salt? And yeah. am I a light? Those are good. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're hoping for beyond Sunday is that folks are thinking hard about the sphere of influence in their lives. And then, um, you know, I was thinking about processing those questions that you gave the CNS leaders, the care mm-hmm. and share leaders for this past Sunday when we met. So if you go back to these you go back to those beatitudes too. If you're thinking about, you can you can come at this in a couple of ways. Um, you know, I could ask myself, what what would be the worst way for me to uh, to hurt the reputation of Christ as I interact with my neighbors? What would be the worst way for me to hurt His reputation? What would that look like? So that that's on my mind a little bit. I don't want to go to those places. Mm-hmm. That's a negative. That's the negative side. Yeah. The positive side would be if you take a look at some of those uh, beatitudes and say, okay, I want to be. For instance, I want to pick one. Uh, you know, I want to be a peacemaker. Something along those lines, because mm-hmm. it's it's inevitable if you're in a conversation. More than likely, if you're in the conversation for very long, it's possible that friction points come up where someone is talking about something that has happened and it's not a good deal and blah, blah, right. blah. Well, you have a, you have an opportunity to be a peacemaker and that's just picking one of those. You could do the same with merciful. You could do the same with meek, which I mentioned on, on Sunday, I think. But uh, so a couple of angles you could use, you know, mm-hmm. one, what would it take for me to hurt the cause of Christ in my neighborhood around my neighbors? That's a, a cir- circle of influence. Yep. Or number two, what are some character traits that when I portray them, I know that that's different from what they normally experience in the world. There's some ways to think about a Beyond Sunday putting into practice salt and light. Mm-hmm. And to highlight one of the points that you made on Sunday, which I thought was really good, um, 
commentating on the negative things in the world is not yeah. going to be it's counterproductive. It's not going to be effective. Yeah. Um, it's a judgmental. It just comes across judgmental. Yeah, totally. Regardless of your intent. Yeah, and then to add on to what you were just saying there, thinking of the fruit of the spirit and the beatitudes yeah. uh, against such things, there is no law. So you're not going to get yourself in trouble for being kind and mm -hmm. generous and patient, yeah. and those kind of things. And that's who, that's the character yeah. that just you know vibes off of us. Emanates. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. All right. Anything else? Not for me. You want another joke? Nope. What do British fish? What kind of chips do British fish eat? Salty chips. Yeah, salty, salty. Man, I just, I just too much in the vein. Good job. That was it? I think so. Oh, that's good. Actually, I might not have gotten the joke right. Who knows? That was off the cuff. Uh, All right. That's why I don't like jokes. That's bonus. No extra charge. All right. So thanks for listening in. If this uh, podcast raised any questions, feel free to email those in. And as always, on the Sunday sermons, um, shoot those to us, podcast at cbcmj.com. We love the questions and just thinking yeah. through how to apply them beyond Sunday. Yeah, as a fundamentalist, I would say... Be salt and light. But how about if I go with Jesus and say, You are salt and light? See the difference? Good. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.